Psalms number 16 and verse 8 right on it. And we're going to be reading from the message version of the scripture. This is more of a confession that we want to have this morning. And for some of us who missed it or who didn't pay so much of attention to it, this is an opportunity for us to read through it. And I'm more in, uh, particularly interested in the confession that comes after the message. Now, this is important because when God releases his word, he releases it to strengthen us in areas where we find weakness. And so I'm going to read the scripture and we're going to read the confession together. And we're going to do that about two times. And that's very important. This is to help us if we didn't read it through the week. And that's going to be the bane of our discussion of our message this morning. So I read to your hearing Psalms number 16 and verse 8 from the Message Bible. The scripture says, Day and night I will stick with God. I have a good thing going and I'm not letting go. Now, let's take the confession together as one big family. One, two, go. And so, I'm not letting go of my faith, of my peace, of my joy, of my hope, and of my expectations. Now, let's do that one more time. And I'm so, I'm not letting go of my faith, of my peace, of my joy, of my hope, does anyone in this room still have some faith left, irrespective of what you go through? Does anyone still have some joy left, irrespective of what you've gone through? Does anybody in this room have a song still left, irrespective of what you've gone through? The Bible says you need to day and night stick to God, stick with God and if you stick close to him, then you find out that there is something still left within you that the enemy couldn't take away. You've gone through a lot, I've gone through a lot, but despite all, I still come back with a song in the morning. Despite all, we still come back with a joy in the morning. Despite all, you still have your expectation in the morning. Despite all, you still have some hope left in the morning. And that's why the scripture says, the weeping may endure through the night, but in the morning, joy comes from nowhere. Expectation comes from nowhere. Faith comes alive again, and hope Hope comes alive again. And so by the message of the Lord will bring you the word titled, I'm not letting go. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn to someone and say, I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go. I'm going to stick with all I have. I'm not letting go. Whilst you remain standing, we pray in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you because you've spoken to us in different measures, in different dimensions. And this morning, you've come to remind every weary heart that irrespective of what we may be going through, you're not going to let us go. And so as we come this morning to cling unto you, we thank you because you, your word says, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. As we come close to you. Thank you because we know you will take the thousand yards to come along the way. Blessed be to your name, O Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Someone give me a resounding amen. Just have your seat and tell someone one more time, I am not letting go. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. 
So this morning, I want to particularly thank the Lord for his word that he has brought to our minds this season. I want to thank the entire pastorate for the opportunity. I want to thank Pastor Steve Omotayo for Wednesday service one more time. Let's celebrate Pastor Steve and being a very good friend in the vineyard. God bless you and God bless you, sir. I want to thank Pastor Kolaoke. There's really no church without Pastor Kolaoke. If you don't know that, let's celebrate him. Please do well to celebrate Pastor Kola, okay, for me. You know, growing up, I've always grown up with this ideology that for every Yoruba person that I meet, he must have Oluwa before his name. Amen. Pastor Kola's name is one of the shortest Yoruba names I've ever encountered in my life. I attended a school one time where we had um, so many Yoruba people in the school in the school here in Lagos. And so once in a while, the principal would take um, attendance in the what they call assembly hall. So he would be calling everybody's name one after the other. Alphabetical order. He will finish with A, then go to B. Once he goes to O, you can go home and come back and go and play ball. Because it was as if everybody in that school have Oluwa attached to their name. So when he starts, Oluwa, Oluwa Benga, Oluwa Yomi, Oluwa Tosin, he say present, sir. Oluwa this, Oluwa that, Oluwa that, present, sir. Before he finishes the O, it was as if everybody in the school has Oluwa involved in the name. The principal will keep going, and even by the time he's calling an Igbo person's name, Oluwa Nwosu, Oluwa Emeka, Oluwa this... And the person will say, presence. So we, I, I thought every Yoruba name must have Oluwa involved. Praise the name of the Lord. Until I met Pastor Kola, I was waiting for them to call his full name, Oluwa Kola, Oluwa Oke. But I did not find that. Praise the name of the Lord. So as simple as his name is, he has also exemplified it in his way of living. One more time, let's celebrate. <clears throat> Pastor Kola Oke, very wonderful man. And also in absentia, Pastor Yomi, for some good reason, have been out of town. Let's also appreciate him in his absence. God bless Pastor Yomi, Badijo Kusoya, and saving the very best for the last. Let's celebrate our daddy in the house, the senior pastor in the house, in whose leadership all these great men are subject to we celebrate you sir and for this opportunity i can't but thank you enough praise the lord and not leaving anybody behind let's celebrate ourselves I, there's no church without you seated down here this morning come on celebrate yourself you can do much better than that the lord bless you in jesus name now i'm particularly grateful for god's word this morning because for for a while um I think a month ago or thereabouts, I went back to one of the messages we've had uh, some weeks, uh, some pretty much months back, and I think that was during the COVID period. And as I went back to that note, I kept going through that note, and I did not in any way know why I was going back to that note. And I kept looking through that notes and that message. I went through that message by the notes that I had. And I went through it over and over again. And I just did not know why God was leading me to go back to that message. And I presume in my heart that maybe at some point, maybe in a small meeting that I may have, I may have opportunity to relay that message one more time. But I want to particularly thank God because on Monday as I was 
praying personally just for today that God should show me what to to break as far as the bread is concerned. Just as I finished, I had nothing in my head to say. Not until Monday morning when the senior pastor posted the slide that we recited and it came and dawned on me that this is the reason why the Lord has laid this word. Because for every word you see there, words of hope, words of expectations, word of joy, it's all I had previously in my notes without adding, without subtracting anything. So I just want us to release our hearts. I don't know who it is that the Holy Spirit wants to minister to in this world, in this meeting today, but like Paul, we always say and say to the churches, I write you again, not to burden you, but to put you into remembrance. This is a word God wants to use to remind us as a church collectively to what he wants to do and I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister grace to whoever he wants to minister this word to in the name of Jesus. And so the slide does say day and night I will do what? Stick with who? With God. Why? Because in my spirit the psalmist says I have a good thing going and I am not what? letting go. And so, our confession is, there must be something left within you that we must cling to. And that's why when the senior pastor was preaching on Sunday, we kept coming back to this word that we are not letting go. Now, it's important we remind ourselves of the threefold agenda of the enemy, like John 10 verse 10 will always say to us, which we know particularly well when it says, for the thief cometh not, but to do what? To steal, number one. Number two, to kill, number two. Number three, to destroy. Threefold agenda. And that's why on Wednesday, Pastor Steve took time to remind us just the backdrop of what we learned two weeks ago to come into the place of prayerfulness. And we, we studied how to fortify ourselves in the place of prayer. The thief cometh not but to steal. The thief cometh not but to kill. The thief cometh not but to what? To destroy. Let's not play church. The reality is we've had, had some things stolen from us. We've had some joy stolen from us. We've had some happiness stolen from us. We've had some family bonding stolen from us. Our finances of some people have been stolen. One way or the other, the enemy have come to the realization to perfect what he is really, really called himself to. Which is to kill, to steal, and to what? And to destroy. But we are not letting go. I say we are not letting go. And so what Jesus says, but I have come that you may have life and you may have it how many abundantly? How many abundantly? Let me speak my daughter's English. How many abundantly? More abundantly. I have come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. Now let's look quickly to Daniel chapter 4 verse 14 and verse 15 which will give us a backdrop of how the enemy comes when he comes to attack, to kill, to steal or to destroy. And we need to understand the dimensions in which God allows some things to be which we are going to look at this morning. Now the Bible says in Daniel chapter 4 verse 14... He says, and he heard and he cried aloud. 
and said, thus, he says, chop down the tree and cut off its what? Its branches. I need you to take it one after the other. Number one, he said they should cut what? Cut down the what? The tree. So, this tree that the scripture was referring to was a very big and mighty tree. He says, cut down the tree, cut off its branches, what else? Strip off its what? It leaves, what else? And scatter its what? Its fruits. Go on. Let the beast get out from under it and let the birds from its what? Its branches. I need you to picture a very big tree. Which in some cases may represent your success in life, may represent your health, may represent your family, maybe represent your relationship, whatever it is that this tree may represent. And the scripture says what the enemy comes to do is to do what? To, to do what? To chop down the tree. Now, if you think chopping down the tree is enough, he didn't stop there and he's not stopping there. The scripture says not only did he cut off or chop down the tree, he went and do what to the branches? Cut off the branches. When the enemy comes, he comes in full force. He comes to cut off, he comes to, to cut off the branches as well. And he says, if there are leaves remaining on that cut off branches, what does he do? He strips them off. So don't think the small malaria is, 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 is just where it's going to end. If we allow and don't fortify, he's coming to cut, he's coming to strip, he's coming to also do what? To scatter even the fruit. The fruit is what you have to show for what the Lord has done. He says he's coming to cut, he's coming to strip, he's coming to scatter the fruit as well. He said, let there be no beast under it. The shelter that the beast had. Anyone who had been depending on your success. He said, let's scatter every one of them. Threefold ministry of the enemy. To kill, to steal, and to destroy. And that's why in this season, God is calling us to prayerfulness. And we need to understand that we need to fortify ourselves. He said, cut, chop down the tree. He said, cut off the branches, strip off his leaves, and scatter the words, the fruits. I don't know what this tree may represent in somebody's life. It may be your health. You can feel, you can know that something has been cut off. But there's good news in this house this morning. I said, there's good news in this house this morning. Now, no matter what the enemy does... Verse 15, the scripture went ahead and said, I will allow you to cut off the branches. I will allow you to strip off the leaves. God is saying, I may allow whatever you may be going through. But there's something that God commanded, irrespective of what we may go through. In verse 15, he says, nevertheless, you should leave the what? Nevertheless, you should leave the what? The stump and the what? Where? Leave the what? The stump. Leave the what? The root in the what? In the earth. Do you know what that means? God says they may cut off the tree. They may strip off the branches. They may strip off the leaves. And they may scatter the fruit. But nevertheless, one thing God assuring us. He says nothing the enemy will do. He will never uproot you from the earth. He says, leave the stump. 
lead a stump and a root in the earth. He says, bond with band of iron and bronze in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven and let him graze and the beast of the grass on the earth. I have gone through stuff. You've gone through a lot. I have gone through all these. The reason why you wake up in the morning with joy in your heart is because the Lord left something behind in that heart. The reason why you wake up with another song is that the Lord did not allow the roots of the storm to be taken away from us. The reason why you still have some joy left is because the Lord left something behind. So the enemy may have cut you off. The enemy may have stripped me away. Way, the enemy may have scattered my fruit but one thing is sure that the stump is still within my roots the stump of joy is still in somebody here the stump of praise is still in somebody here the stump of a song is still in somebody and the stump of encouragement is still within you so you see why we cry all night and we feel like giving up on our health on our relationship on our children on anything the enemy has struck on but somehow, somewhere, you still find a song that ministers grace. You still come to find strength when you come in the presence of the brethren. The choristers sing a song that lightens up your mind again. You still have some encouragement from where else you can never explain. You wonder how sometimes you still have the ability to press on, but you can't explain it. The reason why is the Lord has left something behind. And this morning we're going to find wherever it is and we're going to hold on to it. Tell somebody by your side, I'm not letting go this morning. I'm not letting go this morning. There's a praise left, I'm not letting go of it. There's a joy left that I'm not letting go. Praise the Lord. Now before we go, we need to understand... That irrespective of what the enemy brings or throws at us, there are dimensions to what or how God works with believers. There's something called a remnant in which the Lord will always leave behind. There are three ways, there are three things. Number one, for everything that I go through, you go through. Let this be the back of our mind that it can only happen because the Lord permits it. If I'm going through any financial challenge, it's because the Lord permits it. If I'm going through any health challenge, it's because the Lord permits it. So don't give the enemy any glory for what he has done. It's only because the Lord has what permitted it. That's why the scripture says, who is he that saith a thing when the Lord God has not what commanded it? Number two, the way God works, God gives us the grace to bear whatever we go through. The scripture says, for no one is tempted beyond what he can bear. Number three, no matter what we go through, the Lord will always leave what we call the remnant. Always, always. In the case of the woman with the jar, the oil was dry. But the Lord still left a vessel for the miracle to start again. In the case of the children of Israel, the enemy came and took all captive, but he left few men. And when the Lord had to start again, he started again with what was left. The scripture calls them the remnants of Israel. The Bible says also concerning another journey, when God wanted to start the miracle of defeat of the enemy, he didn't start with a thousand of soldiers. The scripture says he left a remnant of 300 which he started with. When the Lord destroyed the earth, he had to leave eight families, eight people in the family, in the family of Noah. Eight of them. 
You think it's not much. You think what you have left is not much. God is not the God of plenty. He doesn't need so much to start again. He left family, a family of eight, and he started whatever you have in billions of people still remaining. That is the God we serve, the God of remnant. When God wanted to feed the thousands, everything seemed to have finished. Only five loaves of bread and two fishes. It looks like nothing. But when God wanted to start all over again, he's a God that takes remnants of what you have. And he started again with what? With five loaves of bread and how many fishes? Two fishes. So whatever you may be going through, let's not pay too much attention of what we have lost, but let's pay more attention to what is remaining. Because the God of remnants is not looking for what you've lost, he's looking for what you have left. And if you don't let go of what is left, he's going to start again with what you have. So don't complain because God is looking for that praise to start again. Don't frown your face. God is looking for that joy to start again. Don't be mesmerized by what is going through. Let your smile be what is left and if you can smile to heaven, the Lord will start off again with the remnant. Does somebody still have a remnant of praise in this house? Give the Lord some praise in the house this morning. So I'm not letting go of what is remaining. Anything that is remaining is what God requires of me. It may be the jar of oil. Forget about the oil running over. Running, running low. And God is going to say, where is the jar that is remaining? I need to start all over again. And so we're not letting go of our praise, our joy, our faith, our obedience in the name of Jesus. Now let's take them one after the other just before we see what God is leaving behind for us. I'm not letting go, number one, of my joy. Turn to someone and say, I'm not letting go of my joy. I'm not letting go of my joy. In Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18, the scripture says, Though the fig tree will not what? Will not blossom. Nor the fruit be on the what? On the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and though the fields may have no food, though the flocks may be cut off from the fold, and there be no hands in the stall. Next verse. He says, Yet I will do what? Rejoice in the Lord. The enemy wants you to complain. And that's why you do not have all these that he says in chapter verse 17. He says, though the fig tree will not blossom. He says, yet I will do what? Rejoice in the Lord. And I will join in the God of my salvation. He may not allow me to find fruit in the vine. I may not have fruit in the vine, but yet I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Is there somebody here who you know that somehow you don't have enough fruit in your vine? You know deeply with that you do not have enough that you require health-wise or financial-wise, but there is something the scripture says, irrespective of what may go through, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. And so this morning I come to allow, announce to you that I'm not letting go of my joy because I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation in the name of Jesus. So joy may be what you have left. And so I'm not letting go. We are not letting go of that joy. So you come to the place where what naturally will be is to complain. But there is what the scripture calls the joy of my salvation. In Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10, let's look at the living Bible here. 
in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. It says, it is a time to celebrate with the heartly meal and to send presents to those in need. This was posted on Friday and I love this. It says, for the joy of who? The joy of who? No, you know, sometimes you think the joy is yours. The joy is actually not yours because sometimes I lose all the joy that I had before. But the Bible says it is the joy of the Lord that is my word, my strength. I don't feel like smiling. I don't feel like being joyful. But when I wake up in the morning and I read the scriptures, I find out that I have joy all over again. And the scripture calls it that the joy of the Lord is my strength. If I have this joy, then I'm not letting go because the Lord is starting all over again with the joy that I have. If you have some joy left in this house, give the Lord a shout and give the Lord some praise. Number two, I'm not letting go of my faith. I'm not letting go of my what? My faith. Let's look at that first Kings chapter 17 and verse 15. First Kings 17 verse 15. Now this story, the Bible says, so this woman went and did according to the words of Elijah. And she and her household ate for how many days? Many days. So sometimes there is nothing left. Absolutely nothing left. And Elijah said to him, make food and make it rest before you eat. You know, sometimes we, we look at what is left and we try to walk with God based on what is left. In this season, God may be asking you for something irrespective of how little you may have left. He may ask you to serve him more irrespective of how much he has blessed you. He may ask in the house of the Lord irrespective of how low your finances may be. The Lord may ask you to be praying for someone else irrespective of how many your burdens may be. No matter what God may be asking, is a step of obedience and is a step of faith. The Bible says, and the woman did according to what, what Elijah had said. It wasn't convenient for her to do that. In the case of John, Jesus said to John, he said, cast down your net. And John said, I have done it before. I have nothing left of me. And but Bible says, and John said to Jesus, but I don't feel like doing it. But at thy word, I will take one more step of this faith. At thy word, I will take one more step of this faith. I don't have any faith left, but you've spoken a word to me. I'm going to hold on to that. And sometimes you come to church and you have this mind that there's really nothing in it for you. And you have a word of encouragement, a song from the choir, or somebody just ministers a fresh word to you. And all of a sudden, you have another word of faith to hold on to. And that's why that scripture told us in the beginning, don't let go of that faith that you have. It may be a scripture that says, do not be afraid, hold on to it. It may be a scripture that says, the Lord will come true for you, hold on to it. It may be a scripture that says, the Lord loves you, do what? Hold on to it. It may be a scripture that lifts up your faith in a song. The Bible says we should do what? Hold on to it. I'm not letting go of that faith. If the Lord says I should do it, I'm going to go back to it. I'm not letting go of that faith. 
And the Bible says, and the woman did according to what Elijah had said. And the Bible says, and she lacked nothing. Does somebody in this house still have an iota of faith left in God's word that you just believe that God will do it again? Irrespective of what may be going through, you believe again. If you are that person, just tell yourself, I'm not letting go of my faith. I'm not letting go of my hope in the name of Jesus. Number three, we are not letting go of every word of hope and encouragement that the Lord has for us. First Samuel chapter 30 verse 6. Now I need you to pay attention to this story. It's a story of David where we know the story very well. And David came to the camp and everything was done was, was taken away. And the Bible says, and David began to weep and David began to what? To cry. He wept and cried all night. The scripture said they cried and they were without any what? Any strength. I don't know what you've lost that you've cried over. It's okay to cry. But there's something that the scripture tells us. After he had cried and had no strength at all. The scripture then says in verse 8 of 1 Samuel 30. He says, and David was greatly distressed for the people's of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his son and every man for his daughter now the bible says but david did what encouraged himself in who in the lord and david did what encouraged himself in who in the lord a man that had no strength a man that have lost all but the bible says he encouraged himself is it in himself did he encourage himself in himself? No. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes you've lost all hope. We've lost all encouragement. But all of a sudden, somebody speaks a word to us. Somebody gives us another faith lift. And the Bible says, and after he found that encouragement, the Bible says he dusted himself and cried to the Lord, should I pursue these ones? And the Lord said, you will pursue and you will overtake and you will recover it all. If you will not let go of that encouragement, you will pursue, you will overtake and you will recover it all. Praise the name of the Lord. So if I have a word of encouragement, I'm not letting go. In the past, but there's something in me that I'm still keeping and holding on to. If I can keep on to that word of encouragement, I will pursue, I will overtake, and I will overcome. Somebody that still has some hope left, give God praise. And lastly, I'm not letting go of my praise. In 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, the Bible says, No matter what you go through, in everything, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I may be going through some pain to complain, but I'm not going to complain. I'm going to what? Give thanks. Now in Exodus, where all he had was burnt down and everything he had was only but ashes. We said it here that God is not interested in what you've lost. He's interested in what he has left in your hands. And so you may be looking at yourself and saying, I have lost everything and everything has been burnt down to ashes. You may be going through some health challenge, financial challenge, whatever it may be going through. Everything is burnt down to what? To ashes. And I ask you this room, what can you always burnt down? If a house is burnt down and all you have left is that shows how much you have lost, what can you obviously do with those ashes? 
if you don't look at those ashes as one thing I'm going to give thanks. The Bible says, and God said to Moses, I know you have gone through everything. And you've sacrificed all. And all you have to show for what you've lost is the ashes of your finances. The ashes of your relationship. The ashes of dead. And God said to Moses, I'm not in this place as God for you to complain. I want you to, scripture said, and the Bible said, and God said to Moses, show me what you have. And Moses said, all I have is ashes in my hands. 9 verse 8. And so the Lord said to Moses and Aaron. He says, take yourself a handful of those ashes that you've lost. He says, and from the furnace and says, let them be scattered towards what? Towards the heavens. I have ashes, but I'm not going to complain. I'm going to, the Bible says, toss it forth to me in praise. Send it back to me in worship. Send it back to me in adoration. Don't look at those ashes as if you have lost all. He says, there is something you must not let go. And the ashes of what the enemy has burnt. But the Bible says, if you throw it back to me in praise... In verse 9, the Bible says, And God said to Moses, I'm going to rain the praise of those ashes. I'm going to rain it back on your enemies. I'm going to rain it back on that situation. I'm going to rain it back on everything you think you have lost. And it says, Throw it back to me in ashes. Let the praise of those ashes come to me. And it says, I'm going to send it to the children of Egypt and going to be a boil to them. Whatever it is you've left that looks like ashes. This morning, I'm not letting go. I'm throwing back in praise. This morning, I'm not letting go. I'm throwing back in worship. This morning, I'm not letting go. I'm throwing back in thanksgiving. Is that your testimony? Shout it louder. Amen. And so this morning, we are not letting go of anything that represents failure because whatever is remaining is what the Lord has in store for us. Praise the Lord. Now, to bring this to a close, we need to understand what God or where God started from. Let's go back to Daniel chapter 4 verse 15. Now, you may wonder to yourself, where does this hope come from when I become hopeless? Where do I experience the wind of happiness where all that I had was no joy in me? You may wonder where did the, the air of belief come from where I've lost all encouragement. Sometimes you think to yourself and say, where did the song come from? The song did not come from you. It came from somewhere. Remember the scripture says in the beginning, it says they may cut off the tree. The enemy may have cut off the tree or cut off the branches and stripped the leaves and scattered the fruits. But there's something the Lord said. He said in verse 15, he said, nevertheless, there is something that I will leave behind. He calls it the stump that he will leave behind. He says the stump is in the root and in the earth. He says the enemy can take away everything, but he will never take away the stump. He can never uproot you from the root. He can never take it away from the earth. The joy that you feel is not the joy you have. The hope that you have is not the hope that you remained. The happiness you come back to alive, to come back to life with is something that came from just one source. The scripture told us in the beginning, you will need to stick to God. If you stick to God, then you will know there's something brewing in you. There's a joy that is left because I'm sticking close to God. He calls it the stump that will be left behind. So when the enemy comes attacking, what I'll look out for is where is the stump that the Lord has left behind. The scripture was clear. He said, leave the stump and the root in the where? In the earth. 
all through, all through scripture, Genesis 2 verse 2, the Bible says, and when God formed man, he formed man out of the dust of the where? Of the earth. So when he's calling the earth, he's not referring to any earth on the ground. It's actually referring to you and I as the earth. But in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1, the scripture gave us a clear indication of what was left behind. The source of the joy I feel when I've left, I've lost all hope. The source of the hope that I feel. The scripture says in Isaiah 11 verse 1, he says, There shall come from the shoots, from the stump of who? From the stump of Jesse, and the branches from his root shall bear fruit. The enemy cut me off, but he couldn't remove the stump from me. The Bible says there is a stump of Jesse who is referring to Jesus the Christ. In the lineage of Jesse, the only reason king was King Jesus. So when the enemy came to cut me off, he couldn't uproot the stump of Jesse out of me, which is Jesus Christ, the Lord of all. So he may cut me off and strip me. He may remove all that I have, but the Lord had given a command that irrespective of what I may go through, the stump of Jesse, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, the stump of Jesse, which is the source of my joy, the stump of Jesse, which is the source of my hope, the stump of Jesse, which is the source of my encouragement, can never, I will never be uprooted. And as long as I have that stump, then I experience what is called the joy of the Holy Ghost. So as long as I have that stump, I don't have joy in me. The Bible calls it the joy of the Lord, which is my strength. As long as I have that stump, which is Jesus, I have the peace that surpasses all understanding. As long as I have that stump, I have Christ in me, the hope of all glory. As long as I have that stump, my faith is anchored in Christ and nothing can move me. So when you feel joy, is not your joy, it's a joy of the Holy Ghost. When you feel hope, is not your hope, it's a hope that surpasses all understanding. When you feel excitement, it's not whatever you have in you, it's because the Lord left something in you. If you have the stump in you, if you have some hope left, it's because the Lord left Jesus. Take the world, but give me Jesus. If it cut me, I will rise again. If you destroy me, I will rise again. If you cut me down, I will rise again. Because the stump of Jesse in me, and the roots again will bear fruit. The fruit that I'll bear the second time is not my fruit, but the fruit from the stump of Jesse. If somebody in this house will still have some joy left, give God praise in the house this morning. So I'm not letting go of what I have left. The joy is the joy of the Holy Spirit. I'm not letting go. Finally, in Job 14 verse 8. And this is good news for everyone. The Bible says, Though its roots may grow old in the earth, and its stump may die in the ground. Go on, verse 9. It says, Yet at the same of water. Somebody is receiving the water of the word of God. 
yet are the saints of water. I don't know what have been dead in you, but there is a storm of Jesse that is causing the water and it calls the rivers that never run dry. The Bible says, though yet are the saints of water, it will do what? It will bud and bring forth branches like a plant before. So let the enemy cut whatever it cut, but if you have to preserve anything, preserve the stump of Jesse, which is the source. Is there anybody in this house rise to your feet? You still have some joy in the house. You still have some hope left. You still have encouragement. Just lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of the Lord and begin to pray and say to the Lord, I will not let go of whatever is left of me. There's a joy that is still in you. You will not let go. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding that we will not let go and so shall it be in Jesus name. Multimedia help us with the slide that we started with. We're going to take this confession one more time. No matter what I go through, no matter how much the enemy has cut down, but there's something that he couldn't and will never can cut down. It's called the stump of Christ that is rooted in me. He says, day and night I what stick with God. I have a good thing what going. And I'm not letting go. I need you to say this confession with boldness. Knowing that it's not your joy that you're not letting go. As long as I hold on to the joy of the Holy Ghost. The joy of my salvation. Then whatever you're thinking of. You shall breed and you shall bear fruit again. And so I'm not letting go of my word. Of my faith. And so I'm not letting go of my word. Of my peace. And so I'm not letting go of my word. My joy. And so we are not letting go of our word and so we are not letting go of our word expectation if that is your prayer give the Lord a shout give the Lord a shout in this place in Jesus name and so Lord in heaven we thank you for your word because you've come to revive all hopelessness in our heart for a long time we've thought we can start all over again by ourselves but you've come to remind us that you are only the source of our hope you are only the source of our joy you are only the source of our peace you are only the source of our expectations you are only the source of my praise and so for this song you have left behind I'm not letting go of that song for this joy that you have left in my heart I will cling to it with my life for this hope that you have left behind I will cling on to it in the name of Jesus. Thank you because these fruits will be, this tree will bear fruits again. Thank you because our health will experience fruits again. Thank you because our relationship will experience health again. Thank you because in our wealth we experience fruits again in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you Holy Spirit because you always hear us for in Jesus mighty name we have prayed. If you are glad to be in church why don't you give the Lord a praise and a shout this morning. Glory be to God. You may be seated. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name.